Wrong mic! <laughs> Let's start over! <laughs> uh, this would be the Jeff Cameron Show right here on 93.3 Real Talk Radio War Chant TV. I used the mic that was right in my face as the show started, not thinking that the main mic that I used would have been swung all the way around to the other side for no good reason. Oh, it is Libations Friday. Loosey-goosey edition of the program. You know, our old pal, Matt Millar, confirmed that there is no rule against the libation on the air. Is that correct? I'm I'm not saying you should crack one right now. No, no. He would know. I would trust his judgment on that one. He said there is no rule about this. Yes, he was an FCC expert for years and years. (laughs) Still is. Probably reads up on it while he's driving around. I think he might. I, I wouldn't doubt it. Look at these new licensing uh, protocols. Yeah. Things have changed a lot hey, since Tom, I got out of the business. Heard about the public file changes. Yeah. No, no, I haven't. No, I haven't been reading about that. Gave that up years ago, Matt. I got to give... Can I, I wasn't going to start this way because it's a weird way to start, but I'm going to start in the chat on Warchant TV because... Uh, hey, good morning to you, Troy. I hope all is well where you are, and it's not minus 40. Yeah, I don't think it is. I think it's. I think it's unlike the last time we we shout out uh, Troy. He was out there freezing his ass off. Uh, this time, I think it's it's decent weather. Anyhow, I want to start in the chat because um, forty five degrees. Yeah, it's pleasant. It's pleasant. It's uh, not dissimilar to Tallahassee. It's fifty in Tallahassee right now, uh, and it has been fifty all day. It's not going anywhere. Thirties tomorrow, I guess, is what I'm told. Right in the morning. Yeah, yeah. yeah. High of 50. Yeah. So I wanted to shout out Scott in the chat, who uh, is relentless in his efforts to convince Florida State to recruit five-star high school players. It is a central theme on the chat from Scott, but it is unwavering, and I will give him credit for that. Um, Yeah, you'd you'd like to have some five-star kids. That'd be cool. I don't, I'm not really worried about it right now. I think they're going to do all right. I think what Scott can do is graduate to the inference, which is hashtag, it'd be cool if. That's what he should do. Yeah. He hashtag. should just hashtag it, it'd be cool. It'd be cool. Uh, but I, I here's the thing about that. They didn't. They weren't capable of getting five-star recruits uh, because their team was terrible, and now I think they are capable. And they just made a really good hire. Back to that hiring thing. I was... Talking with somebody yesterday who would be in the know. And they mentioned to me, and we first guessed this, it's an obvious thing to say. So it's not like nobody's thought of it. But that's Mike's first hire from a place of power at Florida State, uh, a position of strength. And it's really encouraging to hear some of the names behind the scene behind the scenes that are that were interested in coming here. I think they settled on the right guy. Like I yesterday you, you Are know. you telling me we turned down Nick Saban? <laughs> but we turned down names. Some big names. And Patrick Sertain is a big name. I mean he, that's a good hire. A very, very good hire. I think it all things considered, I that's the hire I would have made. That's the hire I would have made. So I, I can't say enough good things about the hire. But it's just nice to be in the position again. It's just a reminder, just something to throw out there, that not unlike recruiting, when you post your job, the kind of candidates you get are commiserate with the kind of program you have. 
if you're sorrier than hell, you get sorrier than hell candidates to say, I'll come coach and be sorry there. It's not a bad place to be sorry. There's upside to the sorry that Florida State had. Some places you're just sorry and never going to be anything but sorry. Just sorry. But Florida State, there's always the hope that you're going to turn the corner and become good or great. Um, and, and so now that they're good, they're getting good candidates. They have options. It will be really interesting to watch over the next two seasons. What happens with this staff? Does it remain largely unchanged, or do they make, I won't say wholesale changes, but uh, you're only as good as your options, right? I mean, you hear people talk about that a lot. Yeah, I'd like to hear in the next season or two about an expansion to the analyst pool. You know, I, I've seen that there was news yesterday that Dabo had plucked, I think it was TCU's offensive coordinator away, and now that's going to be the new offensive coordinator at Clemson. But they also got Jeff Scott back, reportedly. Again, this is, I don't know if it's confirmed or not mm-hmm. yet. But Jeff Scott, of course, left for USF along with Tony Elliott. Failed who went miserably, to, yeah. Right, yeah. he went away into the ACC yeah. as well. But Jeff Scott loves it at Clemson, so he's going to be an analyst. He needed a job, yes. And also uh, somebody off the field with recruiting, apparently. So I find that interesting. But I would like to hear us hire more names that I recognize as an analyst. You know, maybe we can't The halfway house that is Alabama? Yeah. You know, I want to have a, a place, you know, get to a place where we can't keep track of all. Oh, yeah, he's an analyst, too. Like, you see him at practice. Isn't that? Oh, that's right. We hired him. Yeah. Three months ago as yeah. a defensive analyst. Well, you see Jason Garrett's brother at practice all yep. the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I'm sure he loves it that I refer to him as Jason Garrett's brother. Um, and that's how he's referred to universally. Probably in the room. Can't wait to see how you're received when we go to the tour of duty. I don't, it's not anything mean. It's, it, you know, I'm just saying, it's like, oh, look at that. It's Jason Garrett's brother. That's everybody. It's universal. So it's a rule. I didn't make the rule. That's just the rule. That's the way it is. Uh, but he looks just like him. Uh, so the other thing is, yes, you're right. It would be great to be able to do that. But I do think, again, that that's going to be a, a distinct possibility. Could be part of the terms of the next agreement with, for the head coach. Who knows? Well, Lucy Goosey uh, Fridays uh, are, in fact, this kind of conversational tone that we like to have. So let's stick with this because I didn't ask you and we didn't talk about together our thoughts on the Heisman campaign as launched via a website by Florida State and how Ira is in favor of it, brought it up, thought it was a good idea, talked about it, Uh, whereas Corey and I thought, no, no, not a good idea. Doesn't fit his personality whatsoever. Doesn't make a lot of sense. It's not how he arrived uh, at the place that he's arrived at as a star player. Um, And seems to me that it would probably make him uncomfortable, I would think. I'm just wondering if the people that were in charge of CP7 for Heisman.com <laughs> are the same people who are making the same mistake 13 years later. Like, is this the same? Are we going to have a press conference that's really awkward in which Jordan is forced to talk about himself the way Christian was? I was there for the rollout of that website in that particular press conference at the athletic yeah, department. Yeah, yeah, I remember it. It was terribly awkward. And so my initial thought when I saw it was I put out the uh, the PTSD dog uh, animation on Twitter. I was like, CP7 for Heisman.com, and then staring off in the distance. Yeah, yeah. I don't like it. 
I don't like it. And apparently he had to turn down. There, there it is, uh, Director Matthew, quick on the trigger. <laughs> but apparently he turned down the opportunity to go to L.A. to yeah, begin the launch. Because, like, because of the workouts? Because of the workouts with players. What are you going to do in L.A.? You just gonna like stand outside the stadium and and wave a banner and say, "Hey, look at me! I'm in the running for next year." Like, what is that? Yeah, I didn't like. How it do either. you launch something in Los Angeles when you're a Tallahassee quarterback? That doesn't make a lick of sense to me. There's not an old fan base out there. You going to the L.A. Seminole Club on the night of the championship game? I, I just don't get it. What gives? Well, I thought I, I thought it was awkward too, and it doesn't. I mean, it, it'd be one thing if it was befitting of his personality. If he were. Um, a very uh, charismatic person who loved the limelight and embraced it and has always been flashy and could have some fun with it even and and elevate it in stature because of that personality. Yeah. There are people, by the way, who do that well. They are incredibly charismatic. They embrace expectations. They have fun with those expectations. Uh, they they kind of you know they're able to tease them you know tease uh, people about it and and, and kind of make fun of themselves self-deprecating you know people perhaps like, if he had a youtube channel like Micah Pittman right somebody yeah people like that you get it i mean there's some girl who i just learned about today uh who is a tiktok uh influencer she's uh, got 6.7 million followers i don't know if you saw this story out of lsu she's a gymnast and my guess given that she has 6.7 million followers before I ever looked her up to see who she was, because I'd never heard of her, uh, was that she was probably gorgeous. I was going to guess that if you have 6.7 million followers and you're a collegiate gymnast, it's because right. you're hot. And I was right. She is. And that's why she has 6.7 million followers. But she, the point is, LSU is having to get better security around her. Oh, man. She is. Because of the fans? Yeah. So yeah. she's the richest college athlete. She's, she's doing... It makes much more sense for people to give her an NIL deal than it right, would than right. it would a college football player. Yeah, she's actually a got linebacker. Yeah, she's got millions of followers. Right, she has a sphere of influence. Anyhow, the fans have been uh, bothering her and 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 chanting for her while other girls are competing and doing things. And anyhow, they they they're going to have uh, a greater a greater security team around her. I read that this morning over coffee, and I was kind of like. I've never, I don't even know who this is. What is this all about? What's going on? And I read the story. It's an interesting story. And then I went to her TikTok page. I want to see, well, what is, she, what is she about? And she's what kids who have YouTube pages are about. Um, and so it makes sense. But that's not Jordan Travis. That's not who he is. He doesn't embrace that. He's not forward that way. He doesn't want everybody in his life prying, uh, watching his every move. And, yeah, so I think you have to consider that before you decide to launch a Heisman campaign via a website lauding Jordan Travis. Now, I don't know what the expectations are from him regarding that website, but it is added pressure. Yeah, I agree. I just, I don't like these ideas in general. You know, if you whoop ass week one against LSU, you're automatically a Heisman candidate based upon what you did prior. You don't have to have this rah-rah campaign to make it happen. If anything, if you're the university, I would suggest... That remember a phrase of yours in the old times that I really enjoyed, which was the revenge tour. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, revengetour.com, boom. And then there you go. It takes you to an FSU hype page with hype videos. Like, if that's what you're trying to do is groundswell the fan base, then do it that way. Now, maybe Jordan asked for this. Maybe he's longed for this spotlight, and he's finally played well enough to arrive in a place where he is in the spotlight. Maybe he, maybe he took part in this. 
I know that Christian did not like it back in 2010. No. Ponder was not about that life. But Jordan strikes me as somebody who's enjoying arriving into the conversation more than, say, Ponder did. Like, Jordan has felt the lows, and I think he's going to enjoy the highs as well. I'm not saying that he's somebody who belongs as a front man on television for your car dealership, but I, I don't know. He, he seems to be enjoying the extra spotlight a little bit more than, say, you would assume he would a year or two ago. I think Jordan's appreciating his success because he's worked hard to achieve it. He also loves that the team is noticed and is getting the kind of attention that uh, they deserve for winning 10 games and, and putting themselves in a position to be duly noted. But I don't think above and beyond that simple appreciation for what it is and an acknowledgement and understanding of why they're being highlighted and talked about, I don't think he'll do anything other than, you know, certainly acknowledge that, appreciate that, show, you know, appreciation for that. But I don't I don't think that he's going to go much beyond that. It's just not who he is. We've interviewed that kid a gazillion times. How many times have we stood there and watched him? And he's a quiet leader. He has to lead by example. Yeah, he's not thrilled with the breakout interview. Yeah. He and never wants to do the interview. He'll give more than a lot of players who didn't like it before him, say a couple offensive linemen we've had in the past or a tight end. <laughs> but still, yeah, yeah. still, you know, you could feel the guys who can't wait to do that part of, of you know, their responsibility as a player at Florida State, guys who want to give you an extra five minutes than you really need. You could tell those guys. And then there are others who are like, all right, I'm going to do this because it's an obligation. No big deal. Jordan has fallen into the latter category. There's no doubt about that. It's just, I don't know, the whole rollout idea and then the L.A. thing. I just, who the hell is calling the shots over there on this? It speaks to, without question, a very different looking year ahead of us. One that is filled with lofty expectations and hopefulness. Uh, what does that mean? Well, that's a good thing. Again, this is all derivative of a 10 and 3 season. It is surrounding that 10 and 3 season uh elevated expectations and uh and hopes for the future. That's what comes with a, a good year. And you want to be in that situation, but it is different than the one in which you're an underdog every week. It is a different feel on a daily basis when you have the weight of expectations on your shoulders. Sometimes teams, and obviously teams have shelf lives. We know every year is unto itself because you lose people in college, unlike the NFL where you don't lose a lot of people in mass. You do in college. Um, and, and so every year is different, and sometimes you have the leadership to deal with those expectations, and sometimes you don't. Sometimes you have a group of kids that came in with an S on their chest and want you to know who they are, and they – the aforementioned five-star kids tend to have that, as Scott would point out. That 2013 team was not afraid of the attention. No. Jameis was a charismatic, affable fellow. And if we get to that point with the crop of kids that we just brought in, right. uh, Hakeem Williams won't be afraid. He not showed up afraid. on campus with a shirt that said, I am him. I'm him. All right. Well, we know where you stand on self-promotion. You, you need some sons of bitches like that. You need some guys. That, that have the kind of what for that he clearly has. As long as you're being who you are. Yes. Yeah. As long, it yeah. can't be fake. That's correct. If you are mean and intimidating, ruthless on the football field, and you're a middle linebacker, good, good, good. Be that. If that's not who you are, if you're just a really good football player and you're not like – I think of um, Moody. I think of players like that that were intimidating 
that's who they, they were. were. That's who they were on the field and off the field. Like being around that guy, we were like, "Ooh, yeah, that's a, one of my first interviews." You don't want to try that guy. It was on the heel of, with an interview with Terrence Parks, who said that he and Nick Moody play NCAA Madden all the time, and you know it's created a bond. I said, Terrence mentioned Nick that uh, you guys play video games, and you bonded over that, and. Okay. All right. All right. Well, Let's good talking guess to you. At the end Nick, of this interview, I hope you have a good game. <laughs> good luck to you. Yeah. There was nothing like yeah. That's who he was, and it was great. I love guys like that. Okay. All right. Got a few of those guys. Okay. Not great for writing stories. No. Not great for writing guess stories. Guess you don't want to divulge on your relationship with Terrence. That's no. okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Look at that. It's Chris Thompson. Chris, Chris, got a question for you. Yeah, you just have to be who you are. It's, it's it, The makeup of a team is very interesting, but I, Mike has done such a good job of getting this team and the diverse personalities that make up a squad to buy in and collectively pull the same direction and work the same way and believe in the same thing. So I, I don't really worry about it. Uh, there, But there will be uh, the weight of expectations coming into a season. There were very little this year. I mean, they 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 basically, we thought, you and I thought they could win eight games. You thought nine. Uh, I didn't go as high as nine. You did. I, I Credit to you. Uh, but I thought they could go eight and four and if things worked out. And that is a better season than five and seven, but it's still eight and four. Eight and four would have been, you're just kind of like, eh, okay, this is, this, you're pretty good. Laying in the ground. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But instead, they went 10 and three and they, they, they showed themselves. They 10 and two in the regular season. They should have. Yeah. He's a uh, he's a kid that will be at the ACC kickoff, Jordan Travis, and he'll say and do all the right things and smile. Uh, Good-looking, affable kid, but he'll do it. I won't say begrudging. That's not the right way to describe it. He'll do it because he knows he has to and that it's the role, but it's not his favorite thing in the world. You can be coached up to be something more, though, in terms of leadership. I, I will say that. I've seen it. Yeah. One example is actually in... in our hockey team, the Lightning, Steven Stamkos forever was a captain, and he was just so timid when you would ask him questions, and not you and me, but yep. I just watched yep. the presentation mm-hmm. was, well, you know. And then, and then one day, magically, there was a season where it's like, well, here's the thing about what we need to do. I'm thinking, well, you must have had coaching. And since then, he has been the front man, and he's acted the part. So it can happen, and it might be that Jordan wants to grow in that way as well. I won't ever underestimate what he can do in terms yeah. of growth yeah. anywhere, yeah. in he's, any facet of what he does. Yeah. Well, I learned that lesson too, thankfully. He is uh, a, a world's better player now than he was two two seasons ago. I mean, he is he is he he's at a place I didn't think he could go, and he may get even better because he has a full handle on the offense, and he's had success on the field, and he is the unquestionable leader of the team. And people love him, and he, and and and, so, and he knows all of these things, and he's performed in big moments when he's needed to perform. I think what helps with that beyond the obvious, which is you're going to win more football games when you have a player like that, is when we go into spring practice. If they've got to dial back some of his reps, they can do that and afford more time for Tate and AJ to go to battle for the backup gig. You, I know what I got with third. You don't have yeah, to worry about yeah, that anymore. Yeah. With the McKenzie mat- battle, it was. Well, none of them were healthy, first of all. But then secondly, who's actually going to be the guy? And then this offseason it was, okay, well, he needs to develop because we're going all in on this guy. Mike didn't bring in a transfer, so it's going to have to work. Yeah. Now you know that it's going to work with him. 
So if you wanted on a given day, yeah, he's out there working. But if you wanted to give extra time to sort out your second tier and your third tier on the depth chart at quarterback, you can do so. That's a nice ancillary benefit. It's going to be better for Tate and AJ this offseason. You know what we've ignored, and I'll touch on it in just a second. Uh, we've ignored an aspect of the quarterback room that I think also should give you an awful lot of confidence going into the next season. It's Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Great song. Good job. Good job, buddy. Feels Friday. Feels like a Friday song. Uh, I mentioned, I teased this. You guys pointed out, yeah, I know. Rare professional tease. Uh, and I'll get to it in just a moment, the quarterback room, and an aspect that we should talk about as well that lends itself to being more confident about the season at hand. But I wanted to uh, give you a quick anecdote, Tom. Uh I woke up this morning, and, you know, it's golf season again, and i got to get back in the habit of giving you guys my prize picks for golf. Um, I, I I love to do that, and it's fun, and I do it. I might as well share with you. Tom, it, it, uh, Director Matthew and I usually compare notes to about our lineups. I'm looking forward to doing that again. So I will I will note here, uh, currently okay. on my phone here. Kurt Kitayama kicking ass? Tom, I am in a... National contest, uh, national contest, uh, whole country, whole countries got access to this. Uh-oh, Tom Hoagie's doing you some work here. Whole country. Thousands and thousands upon thousands of people have entered this particular pool. More people than have season tickets for Miami football the last 10 years combined. Easily, easily. I'm currently number one in the country. Oh, my. Currently number one in the country. What are you getting your boy? So I texted you last night. You did. And I shared that info with you. And, you know, the morning rounds have started now. I'm still number one in the country. Now, we will see. It is just Friday. But I want you guys, you know how people love to post on social media? It's a very look at me sort of world we live in. And they'll ask for your prayers and well wishes and good hopes and all that silliness on social media. I like when they wish the best for the person who passed away with a video. Like I too love that. Oh, thank God. Dwayne the Rock Johnson took a selfie video wishing somebody who's dead best of luck. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Thanks, The Rock. Yeah. So uh yeah. So anyhow, people do that and it's it's less about the person that's either dying or dead or in need 
of, uh, of, of some assistance. And it's about the person posting uh, the look at me post about that person. Who you know, I met Betty White once. <laughs> so anyhow, I'm going to do that here for my gambling. Because if you can do it after people die, we might as well do it while we're here. We're all here together. So since we are all here together, I want you guys, however it is that you want to summon the strength and the aid, whatever it is you do. I don't know if you meditate, if you pray, if you uh, speak it into being in the universe. I don't know if you summon the force. Yeah. I don't, whatever it is you do. We all need to get down on our knees tonight. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And, 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 and ask the man upstairs. For Tom Hoagie, Taylor Montgomery, Cam Davis, Denny McCarthy, Harris English, and a guy named something RAI, who I picked last in my pool and is really carrying the day, uh, has good course history there in Hawaii, so I selected him on a whim, and he's kicking ass. Anyhow, those guys, Tom, those guys specifically all need to play very, very well, okay? So whatever you do to, to make that happen – Let's all hope that uh, Daddy walks away with the grand prize from DraftKings uh, <laughs> on Sunday when that tournament concludes, all right? And I'll keep you posted. Sent you a well-wish on social media. Just want you to know. About these guys? Yeah, about what you're doing. Yeah, because I figured that, you know, what I would do is, is I would take a <laughs> page just, out of the... It just popped up, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So again, guys... I, whatever it is you do, if you're driving around, okay? There you go. The tweet is live on the chat right there, now. There they it can is. see it. Yeah. <laughs> if you're driving around, if you're at home, it's Hoagie, Montgomery, Davis, McCarthy, English, and Rye, R-A-I. Let's all make it happen. I just want everybody to know how much how good of friends we are, right. and I congratulate you on your perhaps big success. My Thursday lead, yeah, in the country. I'm just over so, the country of gamblers. I am so happy to be able to say that. Way to go, guy! This makes me so happy for you. Hashtag John three sixteen. Okay, so the quarterback room. is not only made better by a well-paid Jordan Travis having summoned the strength and talents within him to go and put up numbers none of us expected to see this past year, but perhaps a newly paid Tate Rodemaker as well. Rotomaker, as you like to call it. I hope they put the Rotomaker in, mm. in you know parenthes, uh, quotation marks in his contract. Tate, the Rotomaker, Rotomaker, and that's what he had to sign underneath. Mm -hmm. That would be awesome. He should he should embrace it and have fun with it as well. But he's paid as well. We saw that, right? That's good. Fifty bucks to Tate. Good, good on you, Tate. Now, cash, cash, cash. Of course, go get you something to eat. Now, here's here's what I'll tell you. Uh, beyond that, he's got to go to camp feeling really good about his game. He's got to believe he could play and play at a very high level if he were called upon to do so. That's That very quietly got solved this year as well. 
He went from not being able to play a lick, as in every time we put him in, everybody shuddered and clutched their pearls. We all went, oh, no, we've got to put Tate's sorry ass in. That's everybody. We all did it. Some said much worse. I may have said much worse. You didn't, you know, <laughs> you were a part of that watch along, though, so you didn't that night. No, those, those because products. we needed him. Yeah. We needed him. He didn't have time to have me besmirch his good name. He needed our help. It was just like Sean McGuire. Sean McGuire needs our help. It was, he needed our help. So, you know, that's what ended up happening. Uh, we, we, we were able to stay the course, and he played really well. When he got an opportunity to play, he, is he Jordan Travis good? No, but is he capable? Yes, and I think probably more capable than we realize. If he believes it, if he believes, because we know the the skill sets there. So I would think that that kid will come into camp like spring. Yeah, he knows he's not winning the job over Jordan Travis. But you but, think personal confidence matters? Look at the starter in the huge, quarterback room. It's huge. Confidence is everything in athletics, most things in life. I mean, it's important. You've got to believe that you are capable and prepared. And I think he's both of those things and now has proof of it in a game when it mattered most with something on the line while you were trailing. Which should set up a good battle for the two over the next two camps. It should be compelling. It should be very compelling. The second, third-string quarterbacks will be going to battle is right. And you want competition in every segment group. And you got it now in the quarterback room. Not for starter backup, but for backup. Just for backup, you've got that kind of competition now, and that should bring out the best of both of those guys. And that's kind of underrated because, listen, I know Jordan got through this year, but we went into this season worried about him from an injury standpoint. He's not a big guy. He's not, and he's still not a big guy. So... You don't want your season to be derailed if you got to play a game or two without Jordan Travis. And just because he got through this season largely unharmed, he did have the knee, but he was able to play through that and come back in the Louisville game, in fact, of course. But he, he went through this season largely health, uh, largely uh, unencumbered. Uh, but, um, you know, you don't know with him because he is small and they do utilize his legs. So it's good to have a confident backup who showed he could play last year. So here's the way-too-early loosey-goosey question for you regarding the quarterback room. If you're Tate, don't you have to go into these next two camps expecting that you've got to outclass, that you've got to outperform A.J. Duffy by a significant margin in order to hold on to the two? Because if it's close, yeah, I know, I know wouldn't they saying. go with yeah. the younger player? Or would you argue the other way and say, I'd rather have the veteran who's been in a game and done that because the stakes are too high this season and I'm not going to put A.J. Duffy in a high-leverage situation like Tate was forced the into latter, yes. on the road. The latter, yes. So, okay. okay. Also, I don't think A.J. Duffy is better than Tate Rodemaker. Okay. So there's that. He's not. He, there's been no evidence so far that he's better than Tate Rodemaker. None. Okay. So maybe he will be. I'm not saying he can't be. He better be. He better be at some point. I didn't know that I would elicit such a statement from you on a Friday. He's not better than Tate Rodemaker. Wow. If, they, if they if they had to play a game tomorrow and you had to pick one of those two to start it, you'd pick Tate Rodemaker. All of us would. There's nobody on the beat covering this team that would take Tate. I mean, uh, Dovey. Nobody. Based upon what happened in the fall, I agree. Yeah. Now, yeah. now, now if you're talking potential. Right, right, right. Yeah. No, I'm not. Different again, discussion. This is not a shot at either one of them. Sounded like it. No, it's not. It's not. I, Duffy's just not ready. We, it, because it does happen on occasion, 
because every now and again, a ready-made product shows up to play college football at the most important position on the field. Occasionally it happens. We think it should happen for everybody. And that's insane. Most kids that, that finish up high school and are on their first year of college football trying to learn an offense and play the most important position on the field that has the most amount of responsibility and memorization and everything else that you have to, to incorporate do not have the ability to start for your football team and win you games. They, you can start them, but you're going to lose games because of it. Most of them don't. So it's not, it's not you know, a knock on Duffy to say that he didn't beat out Tate Rodemaker. Rodemaker's been here a while. Yeah, you know, Tate's been here for more no, than a that, minute. That's fair, and there were no expectations on a true freshman. But I, the expectation game shifts when you're a blue chip player and you get into your second year in a system. You know, it, it's not to say that if he's not the backup going into the fall that he's a failure or anything like that. I'm not trying to set that yeah. tone, but you know, if he was lagging behind this fall, no big deal. But if you're lagging behind this spring into week two or week three, that's when you probably get pulled aside and there's a talking to. Now, he might beat that conversation and get around the cur of the corner before it ever needs to happen. But what I'm saying is, at some point, especially with the Glenn kid and then the kid in 24 that they really, really like, you're going to have to cement your place. It's not by default you're here and that you're just going to climb up the ranks because you're on the roster for a second. Correct. you got to go out and do it. So this is a big year for him. Big I think camps. it's a huge year for him. Um, I agree with you. and I, He's got a lot of potential. It's right now. It's all potential, and and we'll see. But he didn't show me uh, the consistency necessary to to be a second, uh, a backup quarterback. I would agree in practice. The one thing I like about him, though, in the limited reps, extremely limited reps that we saw, he looks very calm out there on the field. He looks like it's not too quick and crazy. Correct. I yeah. get that he's in low leverage situations against nothings, and the game's decided. But still. You, you know, there are a lot yeah, of quarterbacks yeah, yeah. that roll out there in this situation. Uh, see yeah. earlier iterations of Tate Rodemaker well, that question. look like, oh, no, oh, no. Yeah. And he does not have that presence about him. So you ought to have three guys in the quarterback room when you step on the field this year that would not be overwhelmed by the moment. Now, if you end up having to start A.J. Duffy next year for any reason, you're in deep trouble because we're not good enough to overcome what he doesn't know yet. And that would be a problem. Uh, I'm not saying he wouldn't grow as the season went on, but I think you'd be you'd be behind the eight ball. One thing I'd say though is I'm very thankful that if you're going to have to do that in this hypothetical disaster right, right, scenario, right, yeah. you're doing so with this offense, with this panoply of weapons, compared to two, three years ago when you had to put young Purdy out there and there was nothing on the field to go along with him. Yeah. At least you'd have Johnny, Micah, Winston, Trey, the two tight ends, and an okay offensive line. If you're going to have to do something like that, at least you'd be loaded. Pur Purdy went out there with nothing and then transferred to a program with nothing. And, and has achieved nothing. Okay, yeah. Uh, maybe he will. Uh they don't they don't have much at Nebraska. I know that roster. Very familiar with that roster. It's a toughie. <laughs> he must have got there and been like, my God, and all stars back in Tallahassee compared to this group. It's the Jeff Cameron Show 933 Real Talk Radio War Chant TV. It's Jeff Cameron Show, Live Nations Friday edition. Good to be with you. Thanks for being with us. Real quick, uh, my friends at T-Spark Enterprises are hiring multiple positions. You might need a job. Listen up. Here you go. Here's your chance. 
T-Spark Enterprises, Roofing and Construction. You guys know them. You hear me talk about them. They're a roofing and construction company looking to hire some new talent to support their business. We, uh, we as in T-Spark, offer competitive pay, health insurance, and 401K and excellent benefits. Hiring for positions including receptionist, office manager, commercial and residential sales, representatives, uh, project manager, bookkeeper, and much, much more. They, everything they got, they're hiring. Come on. Maybe you could be a master metal, metal. applicator or something. You like got that. it. Yeah, could be that. Um, here's the deal. you got to be self-motivated, obviously. Experience in working in the roofing and construction industry is preferred. Got to be able to pass a criminal background check. Can't be on the dope. Can't be on the dope. The what dope. What about the smack? I don't know about that. Can't be on the dope. I know that. Uh, and there are hours if you want to go and apply. Uh Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to uh, 5 p.m. And by the way, it's bonus if you're bilingual and you have that. Make sure you tell them that. That's good, good stuff. There you go. Wish I was. I, I wish I was too, yeah. I got to a very close place. Did you? With Spanish? Fluent in Spanish. Yeah. Not me. High level three in college. And then I just, you have to keep practicing though. And you, do, just, you do. Best way to do it is to immerse yourself yep. in the country and learn how to speak the language of the, of the, of the home country. It's the best way to do it. Just uh, dropped off. But who has time for that? What am I going to do? Go hang out in Mexico City for uh, six weeks, eight weeks, ten weeks. I'd love to. It'd be great. I want to go to Mexico City. Never been. Okay. I've, I've always wanted to go. Fantastic city. I'll go learn in Spain. That's where well, I you, go. Well, you go do that. I'm, I, I want to go to Mexico City. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, So there's T-Spark Roofing and Construction. I don't, I, you know, so I was saying that Ira liked the Heisman campaign and Corey doesn't, and I'm, I don't either. Uh, I'm not, like, furious about it. I mean, a, he a, should be a candidate. I'm just, yeah. Yeah. It's like us taking up arms to, to make sure that it gets acknowledged. Like, it'll be okay. Yeah. No, it'll be all right. But that, that LSU game, is if we played three patsies to start the season, it'd almost be more necessary. But you know how much hype already is going to be around that particular game? It, by itself, it's this hype machine. Yeah. I love, I've, I, you know, it's been so long since we've played in a game early in a season that. The rest of the country, if they're, I mean, I'm talking about college football fans, obviously. Well, you know how we, every year in the interminable offseason, at some point the lists come out and the magazines drop. Well, traditionally they did. Now everything's online. And I used to go to Borders and I had the system and I would pull out all the preseason mags and drink my coffee, sit in the back, go through all those things to prepare myself. Not really a thing you can do much anymore. But one of my favorite aspects of that was always that. When I did it, I was reminded of certain out-of-conference games the teams had. Because, yeah, we're Knowles and we love Florida State, but we are huge college football fans. And if you're a college football fan, then it's about the matchups, the intriguing matchups that you don't traditionally see. So you, you sit down and you're like, oh, man, Georgia plays Oregon. Awesome. That's a cool game. And I always told you that some of the fun for me is envisioning the uniforms on the field at the same time. That sometimes the clash of uniforms alone get you excited about the games themselves, just if they're unique. Like, I still think it would be awesome for us to play Washington. I want to play Washington. There. I want to go to Seattle and play Washington, and then I want them to come here. I want those uniforms on the field at the same time. I think it would – you talk about Regal. I mean – it would, if, if you we would tighten, automatically be uppity just by going in the stadium. If we tightened up our game, it would be a little bit more regal, I think. We're getting oh, you're talking about our uniform game. Yeah. 
I say we we got a lot. Oh no, our, our football game is yeah, fun. I'm yeah. just saying we'd say, oh my god, then we, our color looks a little bit too much like Washington's royal purple. We got to fix that. I know. So anyhow, I love those matchups, and I go through and I look at these, and I'm like, this is cool. That's a good matchup. I don't really care about that matchup. Well, this year for the average football fan that walks in, it happened last year too. The average football fan that gets those magazines, sits down to drink their coffee, and go through the system, as I say, they're going to be looking at that matchup, Florida State-LSU, because of the campaigns those two schools just had. Also, obviously, those are name brands in the world of college football. There is cachet to both schools. Uh, They have achieved a lot. And most will look at that and be like, oh, man, two traditional powers, two teams that are on the uptick meeting again. Last year's game, they'll remember was a classic block extra point to end it, all that. They will be so pumped about that matchup. And I miss that energy, the feeling of the country watching your team and caring about your team. Not that you need it, but it's nice. And when you're good, you feel it all the time. You know that it's game time, and not just in Tallahassee. On TV sets around the country, they're like, oh, what's on? Oh, Florida State LSU is what's on. Why would we go anywhere else? That game is the best game on. And there might be a number of games. I mean, certainly FSU-Clemson this upcoming year on the road may be one of those games as well. We'll see what Florida is at the end of the year. But the chance to play in those kinds of games again multiple times, to feel that energy, to have the lofty expectations, to go in nervous because there's something to lose. Man. It's been a minute. It's the ultimate get-out-of-jail-free card game for Florida State. You don't have to win it, but if you if you don't beat LSU, then you kind of have to run the table in order to be a playoff contender. You pretty much have to win out. I mean, you only have to have one loss. You can only have one loss in the Ledger Plus ACC yeah, Championship yeah, yeah. at that point. But if you win it, if you win it, you get a free loss as long as you play for the ACC Championship. You could stumble anywhere along the way, and you have a get-out-of-jail-free card because you beat LSU heads-up in Week 1. That's how yeah. important it is. It's an important game, but you again, like you said, you can lose it and still have a great season. I'm not saying, you know, I'm not trying to lessen expectations. I want to win that game. We just won that game a year ago. We had a great season, so did they. We should be prepared to go and win that game. Uh, but if you were to lose that game, you'd be all right. You'd be all right. Because well, you're going to run roughshod over the vast majority of this schedule. Yeah. You'd have the one other game that you'd be scared to death about, and that's the road game, probably going to be at night against Clemson. And you got to overcome that hill. You got to get over that mountain. You got to climb it. And and this is this should be a year that you do it. Yeah, the chances, your playoff chances. If you're just looking at playoff as success, really ride on on beating LSU. I mean, if you want to make the Final Four, mm. you have to win that game. I mean, you could maybe find a way. You'd have to run the table. Through the ACC championship to make the playoff, if you don't beat LSU, you could. But if you do beat LSU, doesn't matter now because you're gonna you're gonna run like I agree. You're gonna run through the ACC. You could lose at Clemson, doesn't matter. You're gonna play them again in yeah, Charlotte, but yeah, and you got yeah. and you got your chance. Yeah, fair enough. I don't know, Clemson. We'll see. I don't. You might not play them again in Charlotte. That's true. They, they've they've got some problems. It's beautiful. Their ACC rotation is actually more difficult than ours next year as well. I will tell you, when we go into that dump of a stadium in Orlando, and it is, 
um, I will be nervous for the first time for a first game in a long time. Since Alabama, right? In uh, Atlanta? Yeah. Yeah. And I don't I don't know that I fully appreciated. I went to that game, covered that game. Um, I didn't expect us to win that game. So I don't know that my expectations were high. Thus, I don't think I was nervous. I think I went in thinking, well, let's see where we're at. I think Alabama's got more talent. It's close. Let's see. Uh, and for a half and a blown call, we were right there. And then an injury. And an ass kicking. But this, I'll be more nervous for yeah, this. That PI was unbelievable. Um, unbelievable. Yeah, they screwed that up. Hour number two, forthcoming. Stay with us. Jeff Cameron, show 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chat TV.